0: Welcome to the lively show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. This is the hair episode. This has been highly requested over this year and I am now getting to it. Thank you guys so much for those that did the polls I asked for feedback on the Instagram at Bella lively world recently. And you guys said that you love and find the podcast of all things in your life, most life-changing. So I'm so excited to be bringing more content. So thank you for that feedback. And also the feedback that you'd like a mixture of these kind of like beauty of being alive in the physical world side of things and the inner voice, non-physical side of things. So that is going to be my plan to give you guys more content in both of those directions and to do the hair episode that I am now about to do. For some reason, I've had to this episode three or four different times I've started and stopped for different like reasons like the delivery man came and my throat needed water so hopefully we get the episode out for you on the hair and you guys get to know everything that I can think of to share on my hair and if this is not interesting or if you have straight hair this may not be the episode for you so skip ahead <laughs> to a different episode but for those that have curly hair or are curious about my journey with this I am here to share my curly hair wisdom that I have accrued over the last several years for you. So for those that are not familiar, I actually have quite curly hair. I actually, if you look at a curl chart on Google, you can find there's different curl charts. I have type 3A slash 3B curly hair, which is about as thick of a curl as your actual finger. So my coils are as thick as your fingers, very tight curls overall, not kinky so much and their f- texture of it also is fine, not coarse. So these are the things you get to go through as you're learning about wavy curly hair and finding the, the the type that you may be. It's very helpful as I'm going to explain to understand how curly or wavy your hair is so that you can actually use it to guide your decisions and your content that you're consuming to help learn if you are someone that is like I was a few years ago wanting to learn how to do my hair better with and embrace the natural texture and work with it rather than against it. So when it came to my hair, the process, if you're curious, uh, most of my younger pictures you'll see on the internet have before 2020 really all have keratin treatments in them. So I was using a knob formaldehyde keratin treatment for many, many years to keep my hair smooth and easy to style in its smooth styling way that I liked and was so popular for all of those years. But as we all know, 2020 came along and the curly hair market and community just exploded. There was just this renaissance and Uh, just this amazing enlightenment era of curly hair. And I got to be the beneficiary of all those curly hair girls that came before me and figured out how to master the art of curly hair. So I had a plethora of resources and people to learn from. I wouldn't say that I got like one specific person that I followed for any of this. It was a variety of content creators and their names are not even really in my head anymore. So it's not like I could give you a list of the curly hair people to go see. I'm going to tell you the technique though, of how I found the curly hair. People that helped me and how you can do the same. And also, especially for your specific wave or curl pattern. And then also after I get into that, I'm going to talk about the curly hair beanbags I came across and how I had to kind of navigate the, <laughs> the emotional climate of curly hair in social media. And then also how I actually treat my hair. In its current state, and why I choose the things I do, and the kind of alignment in inner voice guidance I found for my hair, in case it's helpful for anyone. So let's dive in. Okay, so when it comes to finding out, first, I think it's helpful to find out what is your type of hair. So just use the chart that you can find on Google. There's tons of people have made charts with different people's ex- examples of different hair patterns and types. So find out if you're a 1B or a 3A. These will all make sense when you look at the chart that people have made. Um, But like I said, I'm 3A, 3B, curly hair. So what I found easy was to then start searching on Google, Pinterest, and YouTube or Instagram, you name it, all the social media platforms you like using, start searching for curly hair, 3A, 3B, care or um, how to style curly hair, 3A, 3B style, or just 3A or 3B or 1B, whatever your hairstyle or curl pattern, wave pattern happens to be. And then find creators that have similar texture and curl patterns to you or wave patterns to you. That I think is really helpful because curly hair is such a fickle delicate, delicate, almost like a fiber, like a fabric. It's so delicate. And so it needs such different things to thrive on different types of hair. It is outrageously, for anyone with straight hair, it's just like a totally different world. And so, if you have curly hair, finding somebody that has similar to you and is thriving with their hair is probably a very good place to start because most likely, if that content creator has got thriving, gorgeous, luscious locks in your own curl pattern, they've probably tried a bunch of different products and techniques to find out what best works with their hair type. And that's very likely going to be the type that might also work best for your hair. So, that's my first suggestion is to try to find creators and content people that have that. Pinterest might have articles. But then again, there also are, don't get too obsessed with that. If you find someone with close enough hair to you, and especially the texture, I think will be the biggest difference, even more than how exactly tight the curls are. If there are a few curl patterns off, not as big a deal. But if you have coarse hair versus fine hair, I think that's where you're going to see a lot of product recommendations most vary. So please keep that in mind. Look for somebody with the Texture. If you've got super fine hair, looking at someone with coarse, curly hair, tell you what to do might really backfire in terms of weighing down your hair, for example. But then again, if you've got coarse hair and you're looking at someone with fine hair, it may not work out because what they're using might not give you enough moisture content or protein content. All of these things are going to be stuff you're going to be learning about through these creators. So finding some great resources through your, and also I'd say let your explore feeds work for you. So if you're on things like um, Instagram or Pinterest, they have algorithms. TikTok does too. I have never been on, but I know there's an algorithm somewhere in there. So you got to just find that you start liking all this content and then the explore algorithms will start to show you more of that kind of content. And that was certainly the case for my few years as I was going through this. And by the way, I should also step back and say in 2020, the reason I got into the curly hair journey my myself was because I was actually experimenting with color and seeing how blonde I could go and what I looked like blonde. I was just playing and experimenting with that. And so as I was playing and experimenting with highlighting, I ended up over bleaching the hair. And as I totally damaged the life out of my hair through the bleach, I also stopped doing keratin treatments at the same time. And so as I was in the regrowth and rehealing, you could say air quotes on healing process of my hair, I was just trying to improve the texture of my hair. Hair. From that point forward, that's when I started to really learn how can I best take care of my hair. So that was also to be stated. So learning how to do this kind of came from this such crisis moment of hair, you know, damage, and it was just so lifeless and dead. So I was learning not only how to do my hair curly for the first time, but also how to improve what I had just done to it. with all the bleach. So now I have bleach, but just not so much, and it is much happier for it. So be careful with bleach, guys. I'd never gone that far forward. Anyone that's gone blonde in the past would know this. May have also done something similar, but you end up learning a lot as you kind of go through your trials and errors and then come out on the other side with more information and wisdom on the other side. So finding those influencers or creators that have similar hair types or are doing amazing hair tutorials that help you get those basics down are super important. It is like learning an entire new language almost to learn the curly version of things. And you'll find that there are some girls that are very traditional to a specific book that was written. It almost became like the curly hair Bible or something that there's a lot of people that are very strict to that lineage of, of content and care for your hair. And there's other people that have tried that and then iterated and improved upon and found that some of those rules are super still important. And some of them are actually better broken and done in different ways. So you'll be able to kind of see all of this as you get into the space. And one of the other things you might notice in the community of curly hair is the curly hair bean bags. So I don't know if it's as prevalent now. I was looking into this social media and learning about all of this closer to the 2020-2021 mark. So I don't know. It's been two or three years now since I was first into it. But at that time when I was previously reading and learning from this, it seemed like there was a bit of of a pendulum swing from the mass consciousness of like not liking the hair curly and always fighting their curly hair to then eventually overcoming that dislike and disdain and maybe cultural conditioning to try to hide your curly hair to this embracing of the curly hair. And then it almost seemed like people were then shamed if they ever did their hair smooth after that. And so that's kind of the observation that I have versed like hit me as like, oh, well, I still like my hair smooth and wavy and blowouts. I just also wanna take care of it better. I don't know that I have to go only curly. Like that wasn't necessarily my desire as I was healing my hair from 2020, you know, bleach damage. I was just wanting to know how to do it well, but also how I can enjoy all of the different styles that are available to me, not just one or the other. So it did seem a little bit like there was a duality playing out, like this is right, that is wrong in the space and not even so much from the content creators as much as the commenters to the co- content creators saying that if they did anything that might cause any kind of damage, that that was bad and wrong. And it was kind of a weird curl shaming <laughs> community kind of vibe. It was a smaller portion of people, I think for sure, but it was just like, wow, that's so interesting, but it makes sense. There was so many people for so long and so many different places in the world that were seen, um, as not as pretty or beautiful in different generations and in the last few decades from the curly, you know, so they were kind of hiding and feeling rejected or personally rejecting their hair. And so now going to the other way to embracing it, were they now just rejecting anything that ever had to do with the smooth hair? And really when you get through all the beanbags as you know, would be helpful. And as I didn't, I had some beanbags on the, on the curly hair, but not, I guess too many, but I went through them and then I got to my inner voices wisdom and it just said three words, love your hair Love your hair, whatever you're gonna do to it, love it. Whatever you're gonna do, if you're gonna do it curly, love it. If you're gonna do it straight, love it. If you're going to do it wavy, love it. If you're going to do it braided, love it. If you're going to dye it pink, love it. Just love your hair. Just do whatever you want to love your hair. And at the time I was like looking at all these people that almost made it look like it was a bad thing to ever do your hair smooth ever again. Personally, I remember that Oprah growing up had all types of hair and she never was one style only for the rest of her life. She constantly is changing and evolving her hair as she feels like it. And it's more of an accessory of style rather than a defining, you know, personality trait or characteristic. And that felt really aligning to me also. Yes, I love my hair both ways, curly, naturally and smooth, but I don't want to feel defined by my hair. It's just an accessory that I style as I like, just like I wear certain shoes on certain days and I wear um, certain makeup colors on my face on certain days to, you know, Work with what I have but also make variety when I want to so I love it and I do it how I want to every week as it feels aligning now when it comes to what I love for my hair is it's very much for me right now, at least at this point in my journey, as it's now healthy and vibrant um, again. So it took all those years to grow out and to treat it like the little queen that it is. You're going to see how much I treat this hair like a queen in a second, (laughs) Um, but it came from really damaging it. If I had never damaged it as much, I probably wouldn't have gone to the lengths that I still do. I just still do everything that I did to improve the deeply damaged texture that I previously had. I just keep those habits alive and hope to help my hair thrive. So I joke with Simone, my hairstylist, (laughs) that I'm like, my hair is a virgin. It has never had any alcohol. It has never drank sugar. It has never said a bad word. My hair is just this like healthy virgin hair. It's just this fresh baby, fresh, um, out of the womb hair. So, I like to still spoil this hair as if it is a spoiled Frenchie that I like watching on Instagram too. So, basically, loving my hair when I'm in humid climates or beachy climates or summery temperatures, I really do like doing my hair curly. It just makes sense. It's on the beach, it's just the most practical and natural and pretty thing to do. Um, but when I'm in London, I tend to, especially it's such an urban environment, and because I'm spoiled, I have my favorite blow dry salon of anywhere in the world. And I've been to many over the years around the world. My favorite one in the world is around the corner from my house. And my stylist is Simone and I love him so much. And I love supporting him in the salon. And I go in once a week and it just saves me time. It's just beautiful. I just like it. It goes well with my outfits. It just kind of is easy and and fun. So I do most of this time in London, just go around the corner and get it done once a week. But I still treat my hair curly even when I'm styling it smooth. And that is something I haven't seen in any of the creators of curly hair content because they usually now, at least the ones I previously found years ago, I should I should qualify that. From that time and looking at creators then, it seemed like they showed like one really bad damaged straight hair photo. And they said, this is how my hair was. And then they show how amazing their hair is now as it's curly, vivacious and alive. And so that's great. But one thing I never saw them say is like, basically you could do your hair smooth and still have healthy hair if you treat your curly hair appropriately for all its needs as curly hair. So I still do the same techniques and practices, whether I'm going to style my hair curly, I'll style it differently, but I wash and treat it every day the same as either way, whether it's smooth or whether it's curly. So just want to say that you can still style smooth, or at least I have found that I still can style it smooth. It probably would have even more luscious curls when I decide to do it curly. If I'm doing it majority curly, most of the time, it would kind of bring back the curl pattern in a stronger way. And it would just probably look even better in the curly form. But because I like doing it smooth in this context and location and weather and urban city environment, it doesn't really matter to me right now. But if I was in an environment in the future where I'm like in Bali all the time, or if I was in Australia on the beach all the time then I would probably kind of switch over to my styling being not the smooth styling. Traditionally, it'd be the default would be the the diffuser and the curly style. But here, either way, I just want to say, what does help, even if you want to do your hair smooth, like I do, it's still, if you don't do keratin to your hair, and this would still work for straight hair people too, you just have majestic unicorn hair. If you did this with, with hair that doesn't have a lot of texture to it, it would also obviously benefit it. It's just probably possible that you don't even need to do all these precautions without super curly hair or wavy hair, Um, but it would work. It will work and it will be loved by your hair either way. I sleep with a silk pillowcase and use silk scrunchies in my hair. So I do do the sleeping the way that the curly hair girls do. The curly hair girls call their hair when they sleep, either they put a silk bonnet on their hair, Or they use a silk scrunchie and they call it a pineapple. I kind of do a little bit of just a ponytail when it's smooth in the silk. And then I sleep on silk pillowcase to keep it smooth. I also use the microfiber towel and turban kind of technique that is so good. Even when I go to the salon and they use regular towels, I'm like, oh, I wish they use microfiber. That is such a nice feeling on curly hair. So much gentler on the hair. I also deeply love my hair loves a good hair mask. So I can say at least once a week, I've been a little lazy lately. If I'm honest, I want to get back on this in the last few weeks. I've become just lazy and going into the salon and having them wash my hair and not doing the hair mask, but really I should, I wanna get back to doing this again. So it basically it's, I shampoo my hair and then I put a hair mask on, I leave it on for an hour. And then after an hour, I go with wet hair with the hair mask still in it to the hair salon. They rinse out the mask and they put in conditioner After they've rinsed out the mask, they put conditioner in to add some slip back into the hair. It's not for the moisture as much as just for the the finger slip uh, feeling that I love the silkiness kind of feeling after it. So the mask will add the moisture, but the silky slippiness comes from the conditioner. And then we rinse out the conditioner. And then after that, we use the Living Proof Triple Bond Complex. That Living Proof Triple Bond Complex, I'm gonna say it a few times so you can remember this, Living Proof, triple bond complex, living proof, triple bond complex. I want them to support the show. <laughs> I actually asked them when they sponsored the show so I could give you guys a discount on this product cause I love it so much. It is like a K18 or an Olaplex three type product. But to me, it beats out both of them by a long shot. It works better in my experience with my hair and also even better than K18, which I know is like the gold standard at the time. I know Olaplex was the big thing. Then K18 came out, which was the, even better than the Olaplex thing. But to me, the Living Proof Triple Bond Complex is even better than the K18. And not only is it better than K18, it also is easier to use because unlike the K18 where you're you know, supposed to get out of the shower and put it on and then not have any moisture applied, or at least in their traditional instructions, they say that, this, you can do your moisture mask, you can do your conditioner, you come out, you rinse it all out, then you do the Living Proof Triple Bond Complex Uh, right before you style, you just leave it in for 10 minutes. To be honest, Simona and I do about five minutes. We leave it in and then we style and it just helps build the bonds in so many different ways and it just makes it so smooth, so so shiny. And that was one of the hot tips I got from the YouTube rabbit hole a while back. So love it so much. Cannot recommend that enough. If you're curious on the products, I can say that the curly hair content creators that know the most about the options available use different things. I haven't seen anybody actually recommend the curling hair line that I use. So I do use for the ease and simplicity, the Kerastase Curl Manifesto line. I got recommended by a salon in Australia to use this line. Curl Manifesto is for the the perfect manifesto of curls, right? So it's all designed to promote healthy curls. It's not about taking and turning your curly hair, not curly, it's about embracing your curls. But I use that shampoo, conditioner, moisture mask, leave-in conditioner. I use the entire line when I do my hair curly and when I do it smooth. Although when I go to the salon, my salon is run by many Italians and they love Davines, which is a more natural hair care line out of Italy. So I do when I'm getting my hair washed and styled there, sometimes they'll use the Davines on me, but I actually prefer the Kerastase curl manifesto. If I'm honest, I like the feeling in my hair more than the other. So that's just my personal preference. I will tell you that the curly hair girls I've not seen use that curl line, but I like it. It's simple. It's effective. It works. But if you really want to master and learn your own type of curl, it may not be the line you choose. So even though I've got like makeup where I love trying different formulations and perfecting my favorite choices and skincare, I'm super, super picky about. I'm just looking for a really effective simple easy to use line and that line does that for me but it doesn't mean that it's the best one so i do love it but it it's not something i've seen other people rave about as much as i personally like it so heads up on that. But I will say, even if you go for many different products, that might be even better on your shampoo, conditioner, leave-in conditioner, gels, all that kind of stuff. Even if you do all those with other products, this living proof triple bond complex, that's the one I'm really recommending to you with like 10 out of 10 stars. So feel free to try that if you want to as well. And like I said, it's easier to use than K-18 because it doesn't mean, because it gets you to apply your conditioner. It allows you the masks and conditioners and moistures for curly hair, which is so important. And so, of course, if it's if I'm doing my hair curly, I'll do the gel, leave-in conditioner, and oil, all that normal stuff that you'll see the curly hair girls explain in way more detail in videos because you really need videos to explain how to do the curly hair styling, scrunching, Scrunch out the crunch, the oil, all of that stuff. So I do the typical classic format that they describe. I have a diffuser. I just use a GHD blow dryer that is pretty and works well um, with a diffuser. And then if I'm doing it smooth, as I mentioned, I have it done by my amazing stylist Simone in Air, A-E-R salon in London. Love that salon, love his blow dries. And he just uses a round brush. There's no tongs ever being used. So I'm avoiding a lot of that heavier heat on my hair. And Then when he does it, I get to then have the joy of just having a little bit of oil in my hair. I use the Olaplex oil, actually. I do like that oil. One salon in DC once told me that that oil, the Olaplex oil, happens to be a smaller molecule size, so it goes better into your hair than the thicker bigger, heavier oil molecule sizes that don't go into the hair shaft as well. So I, for that reason, have been using the Olaplex oil, but that's the only Olaplex product I would use now, personally, Um, I'm just all about that Living Proof Triple Bond Complex, but do use Olaplex oil. And I just use that every morning and I just smooth out the curls. And I sometimes do a little bit of brushing and that's as much as I usually need to do for the week. So it's very easy to have that smooth hair and not have to be too fussy with it. If I'm doing it curling. I'll wash it every few days, like maybe every three days. And it's just because I don't like how the curls look after so many days. I think if I was in a place where I was regularly, regularly doing curly hair, I think it could go much further into the curly hair side. But because I like where I'm at with it in London, I just kind of default to this once a week. Um, but the curly, if I did do it, would probably only get a few good days out of it. And then it'd have to start over or just kind of like wet it all down, style it all up again, as the curly hair girls will show you on the YouTubes and the Instagram stories and videos. So there you go. And also one other thing I've now tried is the hair Botox. So it's not Botox, like a neural modulator for your face. It's nothing that's not going to take away your hair wrinkles or anything, but there's a marketing term, they call it Botox, but it is a treatment for your hair. It doesn't shift permanently like keratin. So keratin treatments like the Brazilian blowouts and stuff, those actually will change your hair and you'll have to regrow out your hair because the texture is forever going to be different when you do those deeper, heavier treatments. Hair Botox kind of smooths out the frizz, but doesn't it'll fade out of your hair, it'll wash out of your hair over time. So it's not a like wait till your hair regrows type of thing. But what it does do is helps the frizz. And I am so thankful I got it done before the winter because of the rain and drizzle that happens in London so much. Getting these blowouts and having them smooth and stay that way with curly hair is harder to do except for this Botox. I will say it first, I'm glad I did this episode now because when I first got the Botox, and they told me it won't change your texture, it won't change your curls, it won't change your um, thickness and volume. But when I first got it applied, and to be fair, the owner of the salon that I go to has as thick and curly of hair as me. He has juicy finger size curls and they're stunning. He looks like, I always say he looks like a Roman soldier and in, in a movie he should be cast as like a Greek or Roman soldier. It's got these gorgeous, thick, black, juicy curls. And he swears by Botox for his gorgeous, thick, juicy curls that he has all over his head. He swears by it because it helps get rid of the halo of fuzz around. It just makes his hair easier to deal with. So seeing his hyper curly, similar to my hair, I was willing to take the risk to try the treatment, not um, wanting it to actually take away my curl. I have yet, to be honest, I'm so lazy about getting my blow dryers and I love talking to Simone every week, so I have not yet actually gone and um, done my hair curly. But I will say initially after the Botox treatment was done, I noticed a significant decrease in my thickness and even my hair even able to hold the blowout, which was normally never a problem. So at first I did freak out and I was like, how does Amir have his hair look amazing with his curls? and the Botox, and I look like a drowned rat. (laughs) But over time, my hair washed out. So after three or four washes, the Botox um, kind of softened the effect. And then my thickness my volume and my ability to hold curls has come back so it does really wash out over time but i now kind of in this optimal zone where i have my thickness i have my fullness i have the ability to hold curls but i also don't have to worry when i walk out if i'm if it's drizzling as it often is in this type of season of of london um, i don't have to worry about that ruining the blowout for the week so just wanted to like kind of call out that i know it sounds weird don't think of botox like needles and botox it's just a treatment on top of the hair and don't worry if you're used to keratins and not wanting to go back to a keratin treatment the botox i was nervous at first when i first did it even though i read all the research and saw the guy living with proof of his own hair i was nervous but it has actually it just fades out so whatever if it if it kind of hurts the um fullness or something or the volume or your curl, it will fade over a few washes and you'll like it more. So there you guys have it. That is my curly hair episode for you. I hope it helps you if you have curly hair. Also, Um, as I said, you're going to best learn from the Instagram content creators and YouTube creators out there that have devoted so much of their time and energy to showing you step-by-step how to do this, the products they love, the empties they've used. It's a really fun community to dive into. Go enjoy it as much as it feels aligning. And at the end of the day, remember, whatever your inner voice leads the way, or as mine inner voice said, love your hair. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.